everyone, and welcome to the Imaginal Space Podcast. My name is Catherine Perry, and I'm so excited because over the past couple of weeks, between this episode that I'm recording now and the one that I recorded a couple of weeks ago, so many things came through, and I'm so excited to share them with you. But first, let's just go through the opening. I like to do just kind of like an opening what is it like a not like a statement, but like a prayer words sort of thing just to kind of like set up the space. So whatever you would call it. I know prayer means something a little bit different to everyone else. So if you're new and you're just like, I'm not into it whatsoever, you can skip ahead, maybe like actually 10 minutes um, because it's kind of long. But the reason I do it is because I'm really bad at, you know, probably just scripted introductions and it just doesn't feel right to me but this does so if you would like to join me you can close your eyes we're going to take a couple of deep breaths mostly because I need it but just you know and one more okay I call on the Great Mother, the Source, to honor how through her, all creation takes form. She is where our archetypal story begins, so we can reflect on our birth stories, integrate our inner feminine light and shadows, and hold space for all of our creations. I call on Badger, the Spirit of Communication, to show us the deeper truth beneath the surface of illusion, to guide us through the shadow of dogmatism, to show us that there is space for everyone, to show us how to be grounded in our bodies, connected to nature and her spirits, and how to connect through the power of stories. I call on Jaguar, the spirit of divine timing, to show us grace, trust, and patience, how to listen into and honor the known and unknown, seen and unseen, how to connect to lunar mysteries and inner visions through silence, and to remind us everything is a vessel for spirit through the gift of observation. I call on Stork, the spirit of new birth and rebirth, to show us the way home to our humanity, souls, and bodies, to show us how to confront, heal, and integrate our inner child and ancestral wounds, to show us how to love and cherish our bodies as a means for multidimensional communication. I call on our inner mothers and children so that we may access our own natural healing energy, compassion, empathy, and nurturance, so we may learn how to care for ourselves and one another in an elevated way so we may hold the space of love between the personal and universal, where the everyday mates the sacred, through honesty and reflection in every moment. So that we may connect the worlds of humans, souls, plants, animals, and spirits around us, and travel between these realms of truth from a place of wonder and curiosity, and access the clairvoyant, wise timelessness, as we align with the witness and see the aspects of our quantum selves in one another. I call on our inner warriors of love so that we can learn it to share our truth through the breath of our spirits with passion, so we can learn our unique connection to creation and awaken our hearts, and openly hold space for our deep, vulnerable, authentic selves. I call on the refreshing spring of Mother Earth and Spirit, so we may all learn how to harness this spring and share it with the world, how to move out of our familiarity and labels into the unknown through spaciousness, so we may receive messages from those who have passed and receive visions from parallel lives and maybe those that we have not lived yet. So we may learn 
the way of the liminal realm through a cosmic and timeless lens. To say the unsaid, forgive the unforgivable, to see the unseen, know the unknown, and love the unloved, to find resolutions in our hearts. I call on the ancestors to show us the gateway, the initiation, to guide us through our metaphorical deaths, to show us that of what of us needs to be released to make space for what comes next, to move us into deeper growth and usher us into a new threshold of reality. I call on the spirit of unity consciousness so we can heal within our psychic realms and experience self-realization, so we can understand how we are all connected through divinity, that when we harm one another, we harm ourselves with cosmic consequence, and that no one is healed until the world is healed, and receive great insight on our universal family to create peace. I call on the spirit of death so we may appreciate the gift of birth, release control as we are initiated into the underworld, experience the truth of mystery, provide our own mystic protection, and see this world with a great sense of clarity. I call on the heart to show us love, acceptance, openness, receptivity, healing, and friendship, to let us guide us, to let it guide us, and create a sacred space to reclaim lost pieces of ourselves so we can transform and express our innate curiosity and generosity. I call on the spirit of dreams so we can receive multidimensional wisdom about the mystic truths of this universe and understand our power through universal justice and balance. I call on the spirit of true intimacy and oneness so we can connect our co-creative, magnetic, joyful natures to embrace our deep sensual connections on this physical plane and really self-doubt as we move with the rhythm of this great life. I call on Jasmine, the desert shaman, to guide us through this mysterious time with her visions, to show us meaning in discomfort and chaos as we dance with the divine feminine and express our life force, beauty, radiance, sovereignty, strength, softness, receptivity, and generosity from our maternal spirits. I call on Peony to show us that there is kindness, beauty, and truth in all forms of creation. I call on Agape, unconditional love, the spirit of Rose, to show us how to be devoted to love and service, how to put God at the center of our lives, so we may sense the mystical within the earthly and the earthly within the mystical, so we may stretch our abilities to love beyond what we thought was possible. I call on the spirit of power to show us that true power comes through presence and gratitude, through merging the self and the other without expectation, through realizing that you love what you love within someone else is within you. I call on the power of voice to reveal our own unique wisdom, how to embrace duality with our divine clarity and the art of letting go. I call on the healer to remind us that we are our own healers and channels, to challenge us to redefine quantum healing for ourselves, to show us that protection and abundance comes from confidence in the spirit, to honor that the true master, the true healer is love, and to help us remember, remember who we really are by continuously breaking through our third dimensional identities to love even deeper. I call on the divine masculine, the sun spirit, to show us we are unconditional love. I call on the divine feminine, the moon spirit, to show us that we are the mystery. I call on spirits, spirit, source, God, and creation to show us the truth of love and equality. All right, so maybe one more deep breath. Okay, so actually that wasn't that long. That wasn't that bad. That was like maybe seven minutes-ish. I feel like I was like, I sped it up a little bit this time. Um, anyway, so yeah, the last episode was a little while ago. 
And I try not to actually plan. It's it's so interesting because podcasting, I feel like we are in such a fortunate space, you know, in 2020. I mean, you know, 2020 has been an interesting year in so many respects, but now just the past couple of years, it's so easy to be able to share your voice and podcasting is just another medium and it's become an entire art of its own. And what I found for me though is, you know, because it is something so artful and so special and you have the opportunity to share your voice, you know, you want to put some sort of thought into what you're going to say, you know, to make sure that you are spreading as much love as possible and that you are, you know, spreading the message that you are intending to. But for me, like I said earlier, scripted, um, it just feels so unnatural to me. So I kind of just have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. And then it comes through the way that it does. And I hope that it sounds okay. Um, But yeah, last time I dipped into, you know, what if you haven't listened to it, you can. And if you don't, we're going to talk about something that adds to that, but is also new in some ways. And also familiar, because I do truly feel that anything that I'm saying, you probably already know in your heart anyway. You know, I'm just kind of bringing it to the surface to help you remember. But the last time, I believe I ended on something about the divine masculine and feminine in terms of being your own healer. And what was so interesting about that was, you know, I was really excited to record the next day, the very next day, because I was like, oh, you know, um, ooh, I just got a little mini download about that. Yeah, so I was really, really excited to record the next day about um, more about the divine masculine feminine being your own healer and whatnot. And it's actually episode 13. And I know what you're thinking. 13 is not an unlucky number, at least to me. I mean, for a long time, yeah, it was because, you know, that's kind of what you learn when you're growing up. You learn all of these different superstitions, which are totally fine. If you believe in them and they help you, that's fine, you know? Um, For me, though, thinking that the number 13 was unlucky wasn't helping me at all because anytime I saw the number 13, I would be like, try to avoid it. And I was like, oh no, you know, for a split second, I was like, oh, it's like episode 13 because I actually tried to record this episode a couple of times and I realized, oh, wait a minute, the number 13 is not necessarily unlucky, you know, unless you choose to go that route. The number 13 is actually one of the, well, There's a couple of cards that add up to the number 13 in the archetypes deck, but the one that stuck out to me the most was Kairos, which has to do with timing. And so basically what that told me was that this episode wasn't really supposed to come out until today because everything that I was talking about on the previous episode with being your own healer, the divine masculine, the divine feminine, that needed some time to marinate. And wow, the information that came through, I'm really, really excited to, you know, kind of continue more in that direction. Because basically what happened after that episode was I received so many different downloads and I was like piecing them together, kind of like a puzzle. And 
you know, it was only really today where I, it just basically, it just took me in a completely different direction, not completely, but in a different direction than what I expected. So 13 is not unlucky. If anything, it just reminds me that, you know, you can't rush timing. You know, for me, I'm just like, sometimes I can get very adamant about like scheduling, you know, like in the podcasting world, you know, you stick to a schedule. For me, I was like, I want to be somewhat consistent, which if you look at the dates, it's not consistent whatsoever. You know, I was like, do I want two a week? Do I want one a week? At least once a week, you know, that kind of stuff. And so I actually, I guess what you could call in air quotes, like skipped a week. But what this episode taught me is that that doesn't necessarily matter, but paying attention to what messages come through and just knowing that they come through, you know, at the right time is, you know, worth just aligning with and paying attention to. Okay, so let me start kind of at the beginning or more or less where I left off last time. And if it doesn't match up exactly, it's because, you know, new information comes through all the time, but you'll, you'll see. So yes, the last time being your own healer, divine masculine and feminine, the important thing that you need to know from that recording is basically there are so many different ways to play around with the divine masculine and feminine. So I actually did a recording. It was probably the very first podcast episode about the divine masculine and feminine. And in that episode, because sometimes they mean different things to me and it's, it's so interesting how they all kind of come together. But in that episode, I described how the divine masculine is kind of like the witness, you know, source, spirit, God, creation, and the divine feminine is the expression, you know, it's what's kind of always changing. So there was that discussion, which I really enjoyed. But then on a couple of weeks ago, I was surprised, not really, because I feel like I'm always being surprised with new information, but I was a little surprised that a new way of interpreting the divine masculine and feminine came through in terms of really, really paying attention to, oh, I'm going to, I'm so excited to be talking about this. Um, really, really paying attention to how you give and receive love. Okay. So, and that just launched me on a whole different path because from what I understand, the way that people are typically divine, defining the divine masculine and feminine is kind of like the divine masculine is kind of more action oriented and that's like doing and, you know, like, I don't know, kind of like getting stuff done or more like kind of like manifestation a little bit, you know, it's kind of like the outward energy, you know, if I had one more one word for it and then the divine feminine is more like inward energy, you know, people talk about, you know, connecting with their divine feminine energy sitting down, taking time with themselves, you know, like meditation, yoga, you know, it like, I don't really research any of this stuff. So I'm like, that's what I, from what I understand, that's kind of what's out there. Um, as you may have guessed, for me, it's a little bit different. So the reason I think it's important, I believe in my heart, it's important to pay attention to the divine masculine and feminine. It's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different. So 
for me, the divine masculine is kind of, it not kind of, it is how you show up in this world and how you give love to everyone else. And then the divine feminine is how you kind of recharge yourself so you can give more, you know? So they go together and it is, it's not too, too different, I think, from the classic definition that's already out there, but it has a little bit of a twist of service to it. So for instance, I think it honestly, and I've been having so many conversations over the past couple of weeks about what, not really what this world is, but kind of, you know, that big question of really, what are we doing here? What are we really doing with our time? And I feel like this question, honestly, it can come at any age. It might be because it might be coming up, especially now, because I think that due to the pandemic, so many people's lives were redirected in such unexpected ways. And so naturally, that calls into question, what am I really doing? You know, and, uh, you know, it definitely did for me. You know, I I mean, when I was younger, I had like a fixed idea of like basically what I would be doing and how I would be living. As we all know, that doesn't typically I mean, it can pan out that way. Um, And then sometimes it definitely doesn't. But I would say the most major shift in consciousness that I've just been realizing has kind of just been taking place within myself is um, all literally all I think about, all I've been thinking about the past couple of weeks is like how I can give more, you know? And I, you know what, truly, I don't know where sometimes these shifts come from, you know? It, it could just be, you know, timing and that this was always going to happen and it's just coming into my conscious awareness now. Um, could have been quarantine, pandemic, and just, you know, all current events. And, you know, it's probably just like a combination of them all, truly. You know, seeing, you know, it's not seeing, you know, all of the injustice in the world, but it's seeing everybody else seeing it for the first time, you know, because personally, I am, you know, Jamaican American. I've been seeing it, you know, since I've been here, but, you know, on this earth, but seeing everybody else who is seeing it for the first time, if that makes more sense, it's bringing it more and more into my conscious awareness just to a whole other level, you know, because it used to just be that I would have, you know, those conversations with like my family or my super close friends that also understood the experience of what it's like to be a person of color in America. And now seeing all of my, you know, friends that are not, you know, people of color kind of coming more to an understanding, I think it's just being brought to the forefront of my mind more, you know? I was having a wonderful conversation with my very, very sweet soul of a friend. And, you know, originally we were just like hanging out, you know, doing like a little social distance hangout, got some Chinese food. Um, I haven't had Chinese food in a really long time. And it was amazing. Um, The Chinese food place that I used to go to, they had like a kitchen fire and they just kind of repaired it. And so as soon as they did, I was like, I'm there. Okay. And it was devastating, but I'm glad that, you know, got back on track. 
either way, we were just having some Chinese food and talking. And I was like, you know what? I was about to say her name, just privacy stuff. But um, what, what should I call her? Um, like Kate? I don't know. Sure, Kate. Um, I was like, you know what, Kate? I am so proud to be your friend because, you know, you're one of my few, you know, white friends that has really taken the initiative to think outside of themselves and, you know, continuously think about how they, you know, you can just be better and how you can give more. And like, I am really, really inspired by you right now that you are asking all of these questions. Okay. So it's just so interesting how this world works, you know, how everything that, you know, I'm going through internally is just reflected outside of me. So I've been thinking a lot about, again, how I can give and amplify more love in the world. But then also with that, you got to recharge your batteries. You know what I mean? You can't walk around here giving, giving, giving. You just can't give what you don't have and what you don't fill yourself up with, you know? So, and then also, um, it it goes both ways, you know? You you don't also want to be on the other side just taking, taking, taking without giving anything back. So, divine masculine, giving love, being of service, giving your gift, and divine feminine, finding out how you recharge your batteries. And so, tying it back to, you know how it is that you are your own healer, I feel like, you know, healing is such an interesting thing because I remember a while ago being like, huh, what is really healing? When are you really healed? What does that really mean? And, you know, I did, you know, what so many like younger people do. I looked it up on the internet or whatever. And of course that didn't work, you know, because I'm like a firm believer that for anything like that to mean anything, it really does need to come through you or, you know, you know what I mean. But what I'm really understanding is now, you know, in terms of really redefining what healing means, you know, people walk around, especially sometimes like right now, and I really think this needs to change, like saying, I'm healed, I healed this, I healed that. And it's like, oh, really, you know? You know, you're not healed until literally everybody else is. And so I believe that when you take the time to really give love to someone else or to help someone else on their healing journey, you're healing them, you're healing yourself, etc. And that's what like the divine masculine is to me in, in, you know, in terms of the context of healing. You know, when you give love and you do that for someone else, you're also healing something within yourself, which I think is beautiful. And then also, again, when you give, you need to figure out how you can receive love to regenerate your own batteries. And to me, what I didn't understand before I recorded that podcast the last time was just how important it is to know the divine masculine and feminine aspects of yourself. You know, so I... It's so interesting because the things that come the most naturally to us are the things that we really need to be paying attention to. So I've been paying attention to that for a a while now, you know, from the first time I kind of understood what my divine masculine and feminine look like. 
and what they mean to me, you know, that's like, I, oh my gosh, I just like fell in love with that information and, you know, those sides of myself. But I just, I don't know, I guess I just didn't acknowledge its importance until now. So there are two things that you really need to pay attention to. And okay, so, oh yeah, this is, this is where it also gets like another layer that is interesting. But what you need to be paying attention to is truly how you know that you can most naturally give of yourself. And then, you know, what recharges your batteries at the end of the day, you know, what really, really helps you to receive. So I can give you like a quick example Um, this when or something like this. I've always been a giver of love through my voice. Okay, surprise, surprise. And by the way, it doesn't. And this is where people get like tripped up a little bit because it doesn't have to be through podcasting. You know, it just it's just so happened to be a thing that I'm like trying out. And you honestly never know, you know, what will happen in the future or even an even better example. I'm not the only person that gives with my voice. Podcasting didn't exist. I want to say, you know what, just to be safe, it didn't exist like a decade ago, basically. I'm like pretty sure. Okay, you know, don't, you know, whatever, if that's not the exact correct date, but it wasn't like a huge thing until like a couple of years ago. So you know, your gift is not dependent on space and time, you know? So I wouldn't say my gift is podcasting or anything like that. My gift is my voice and how I choose to use that is up to me. So I really see it come through in just natural, you know, conversations, you know, with my friends and family where I really have the opportunity to go there and kind of dip into the unknown, you know? So that very, very simplified. My voice is like my divine masculine side. That's how I amplify more love is through the avenue of my voice. Receiving is a little bit different. Um, Receiving is listening. Well, actually, you know, and by the way, they don't have to be direct opposites because I know as I was saying that I did notice like the inherent duality with, you know, speaking and listening because those are Kind of almost direct opposites, right? But it doesn't have to be that way. Um, but that that is actually how I receive is just through sitting still, being super, super quiet and listening. So for me, on it, well, it, it's interesting. The hardest yet easiest thing for me to like for me at the time to get into was meditation easy because it is very natural for me, but hard as in like when I first started, I was always questioning like so many people do. Am I doing this right? There is no right way. Well, people might have different thoughts on that for me. The right way is my way. And I know we're not the right, not the right way is my way for like everybody, but the right way is my most natural way of like I know when I'm like receiving love during meditation and that's kind of what guides me, you know? So like yours would probably, if you're also huge into meditation, it would look different for you versus me versus like another person you pass on the street, you know? There is no right way except for, you know, what really genuinely works for you. Um, But yeah, sitting, 
listening, listening to my guides, my spirit animals, you know, whatever plant ally I'm just currently working with, loving with, engaging with. That's what like recharges me with love, you know? So it's like a very interesting balance of, you know, talking. That's my outward energy, masculine energy. And then listening, sitting, patience, silence, receiving, you understand. Um, however, I feel like, like, honestly, I did not know. I mean, I kind of knew, I guess, you know, that this was a thing for me when I was younger, but no one like, I mean, it's impossible for anybody to formally tell you, but no one necessarily encouraged me knowing this. And so I think it's crazy that I'm like this old. Honestly, I think it would be kind of crazy if you were like 15 years old and you still just didn't know this about yourself, you know, like old, young, whatever. I think not knowing that is like, how, you know, how are we not encouraged to know that about ourselves, but that's kind of like a different conversation. But that is something that you need to know. You know, if you really want to be a participant in this kind of collective consciousness and be amplifying love in this collective consciousness, then that's something that you would need to know. You need to know how to contribute and then how to recharge your batteries and how also, ooh, this is interesting. It's kind of like... um. It's kind of like the love languages a little bit. I don't know why I'm like receiving something about that, but um, the love languages, if you've ever read that book, I mean, even if you haven't read the book, it's good, but um, the concept is really simple. You know, it's just about knowing how you give and receive love um, in just different third dimensional relationships. So I believe it. it talks about not even, I think it is, it is mainly a romantic book. I read it a really long time ago, but it also works with like familial relationships, like parents or siblings being aware of how they give love and how they receive, or like being aware of how they give it. So you can be more aware of how to receive it. It's also fascinating, but Knowing how you can receive it can make you also more aware of when someone is, you know, giving it to you, you know, because I mean, the five love languages, there's five of them, right? In this context of what I'm talking about now, um, what are there? Like at least seven billion people on the planet. Okay, so there are billions of love languages because we are all infinitely unique and complex, you know? Even if somebody said, you know, I give with my voice too. We're not giving with our voices in the exact same way. You know, it is very nuanced and specific to each of us. You know, even though voice might be a common theme, we don't have the exact same story, you know, surrounding our voice. We won't have the exact same, you know, way of using our voice. Um, yeah, the expression might be different. All of those wonderful, beautiful things. But being aware of how you receive, you know, and like how you really open up your heart, that will allow you to receive when somebody else is giving it to you in a different language, you know? So let's say uh, me and my mom, right? Just because I see my mom the most right now. Um, so I receive through really listening. And my mom, 
My mom and I don't give love in the same way. Like I said, no two, I, I would say no two people do. Um, and then sometimes, I mean, sometimes you may be able to tell how people give love, how people give of themselves. And then sometimes you can't, you know, there's some people I'm just like, or like if, if there's somebody you've never met before, you might not know. Um, but we just definitely do not give and receive in the same way. But what I can do is really tune into how I receive. So when she is giving and she's giving, you know, in any expression, dimension, whatever, I'm ready to receive no matter what it is, you know? So for me, again, listening. So listening to what she's saying, but also it's very fascinating. It's not just listening on the third dimensional plane. It's like listening into what her spirit is trying to communicate to me, which is not always through words. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't, but um, I don't know if that made any sense. But yeah, not just listening to her physical words, but really listening and communicating to her soul and her spirit whenever, you know, we are interacting with one another. That's what helps me to receive whatever love she is trying to give, even if it's not through her talking. So it is very, very interesting. I try not to say like difficult because it might not be difficult for you um, or anybody else. It uh, It's honestly not difficult. It's just like interesting to try and explain with words, like kind of how that works. But once you do it and you are aware of it, it's not as weird or as difficult as like you may think it is. All right. So why am I talking about this in this kind of very jumbled way. Sometimes I'm like, does this make sense? But it probably does. Um, yeah. Why am I talking about this? Okay. So I am also a big believer in you can live your life in literally any way that you want. Okay. You have that power of freedom and power of choice. I just noticed that for me, ignoring this, I just don't feel like myself. Okay. So let me give you a little story. So when I graduated from college, yes, it was like, it was around college time. Okay. Um, I was a computer science major, clearly not close to, you know, how I express myself now, but that's like what it was. That's like what I did, you know, the way that I came to that was through process of elimination, which is like super strange because I was just like, oh, you know what? And this is this is actually a perfect example of how um, the conversation of giving and career are not always the same thing. People conflate the two and it's like it's not always the same thing. And I know people talk about this, but this cannot be said enough because I feel like people say it kind of like on the surface and like. Uh, they don't really elaborate on like really what this means. So perfect. All right. So imagine me many years ago, feels like an eternity ago, um, graduating from school. And I was just like super burnt out from college in, but um, for very, very different reasons. Again, different story. But I was like, I don't really know what I want to do. But I also don't want to rush into it and just do something to do something that doesn't kind of feel quite right, you know? And like I was in the fortunate enough position 
to be able to have the time and the space to really focus on what it is that I really, really wanted to do, okay? Because not everybody does. So that in itself, I was like, because I have this privilege and I have this chance, I really want to, you know, take the time to be able to do this and to just also just be super, super honest and like kind of figure this out, okay? So, you know, that summer, that fall, I knew um, at the time I was like, you know what, I really would love to look for jobs in California. So I had the beautiful opportunity to live with my aunt and uncle. They are the sweetest people ever. I love them more than probably they ever know. They're just so wonderful. They're probably some of the most generous people I've ever met because they just let me stay there, you know, for months. Okay. But long story short, like it took me a while to find a job, you know, out of school. Okay. But in between the time it took for me to like find my first job and from when I graduated, I was super sad. Okay. Like super just like depressed. Like it was on another level because, you know, I always had like, um, especially in high school, but for very, very different reasons, experienced depression before. But this one, like, I mean, and it really, and by the way, it's like very much like, I don't throw that word around. Definitely depressed. No, (laughs) there was no, um, no denying that for sure. Um, just want to make that clear. I don't just like use that word lightly. No, it was definitely depression. Um, but the depression I had then versus high school, it felt different. And, you know, I honestly couldn't pinpoint like what it was and, you know, where it kind of came from or yeah, where like the deep pervasive sadness, you know, really came from. And, you know, for a while I thought it was because I just wasn't working. I was like, you know, it could be because, you know, I'm just not working. I have a lot of time to myself. I'm super worried and anxious. Definitely had like a lot of deep anxiety. Also not throwing that word around because, you know, that it's really, really important to like honor when people, you know, are experiencing um, depression and anxiety. And I definitely for sure had both. Um, and not just like throw those words around. Anyway, you understand. Um, super depressed, super anxious. They're both connected, you know. And I really, for a while, thought it was rooted in just me not working, you know, because at the time, um, like many young people are, I was very, very worried about my parents, you know, and like, even though I wasn't living with them, I could like feel it, you know, from 2,000 miles away. You know, I ultimately, of course, like many children do, just didn't want to disappoint them. You know, it doesn't, it's not super complicated. I just like did not want to disappoint them or like, you know, and so I was like feeling the weight of that every single day. So there was that. And I thought that was like the root cause. But then what was very interesting to me was, and this is when, this is like way before I knew I was like, I could receive, you know, love through hearing or what people might call like clairaudience or like 
um, receive it through feeling or just through inner visions. That was like before I knew I suspected it was a thing, but I wasn't really looking into it. And I just like knew it wasn't about the job, but I couldn't tell. I was just like, well, then what is it about? You know, because during those months I was spending like all of my energy um, looking for a job, a position, an opportunity that really felt like it was something that felt genuine to me because I thought that that was going to, you know, cure the deep sadness. Okay. So, and it, like it all, it, it all sounds weird, but like, I was just kind of, how do you say it? I was misplacing, misplacing? Yeah, that, that's kind of what it was. I thought that not working was the cause of the sadness, but it wasn't. And I knew that, but I also didn't know what was. Because don't get me wrong, like, there is a part of that where it's like, in in this world, you have, you know, you do need to work, you you need to, like, make money somehow. That's like a basic survival thing, you know, all of that. So you can provide for yourself or if you have a family, so you can provide for your family, you know. But I just knew I was like, this, a job is not going to fix whatever's going on deep inside of me. You know, in fact, it might distract me from what really is, you know. So like I said, took a while, you know, for me to get that first job out of school, but And this is where timing comes in. Maybe this is kind of like, uh, there's like a little message underneath here about timing, okay? Um, I knew even before I got, you know, my first job out of school that if I got my first job when I wanted it to, I would not be here. That would have been nearly impossible because a job would have been the perfect distraction for me to basically say, oh, my life is great, like blah, 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 when like there were so many things that needed to be addressed and healed in my life. And really, I was just blessed. And I figured that out during, but I was blessed with the opportunity and the with the space to be able to spend time and space with myself in a way that I really hadn't been able to ever, you know, in my life. But all of this is all of this to say is that, you know, contributing to the collective is important. And it may or may not be your job or your career, okay? So let's just like differentiate the two for a minute. And this is where the divine masculine and feminine does come in. So for me, like I said, the divine masculine for me as an expression is how I use my voice, okay? That, like I said, not dependent on space or time. So again, it wouldn't be me saying my divine masculine is podcasting. Podcasting wasn't around like a decade ago, you know, so that's like, I feel like that's also just like a clue as to what it might be because it's, again, independent of space and time. So, and your career, oh, there we go, is not, right? So really for me, I mean, the sadness that I carried in my heart was alleviated through a couple of things, but really understanding in the and it came like in in the middle of the pandemic for me that there are ways to give of yourself and con- to contribute to the collective 
that have nothing to do with your career. Again, it's not to say that career and jobs and like money and providing and like taking care of your needs is not important. Okay. It is important. It's just not the same thing, you know? So I also see that a lot, like saying like, yeah, let's toss away like, I don't know, money and jobs and stuff like that. And it's like, no, that's also an important part of this human experience. It's just that the two aren't exactly the same. So what I came to understand, you know, especially through the thick of the pandemic was, wow, you know, I can still be because there were moments when I was like happy and I was like, literally, what is going on? You know, the world is kind of in shambles right now. And, you know, I can't go outside. I can't, you know, see my friends like. How is it possible that I'm still like kind of happy right now? And then also comparing it to, you know, when I was super sad and I had all of those privileges, you know, so comparing, you know, the um, the experience of being very, very sad, but I can but I supposedly had freedom and I'm putting like freedom in air quotes. I had the freedom of going out to eat if I really wanted to going to the beach, going to see my friends, you know, going out to dinner with my family, seeing the family that I wasn't necessarily quarantining with or visiting my sister, you know, in another country. I had all that freedom, but I was so sad. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. Now I feel like I have no freedom because I'm limited to this house, which is also an amazing gift because not everybody had a house during quarantine, but mm, not going down that road. But, you know, I think it's important to acknowledge that, um, But I am in like a confined space. You know, I can't really leave what's going on here. And the difference between then or both of those times, I was going to say then and now, but um, I'm comparing two experiences in the past, was that I finally understood that freedom of the spirit is freedom to contribute. I don't know where that came from, but I'm just going to roll with it. So freedom of the spirit is like, Finding that you are free to contribute no matter what your circumstances are. You know, you just have to tap into how is it that I actually contribute and then just do it. You know, I was able to do it more during quarantine and the thick of the pandemic than I ever had in my entire life because I was finally free. Also, speaking of freedom, free from this idea that you needed, you know, some sort of job or career or whatever third dimensional structure in order to do what I really wanted to do. And so that's what freed my spirit more than anything else was realizing it doesn't matter what I'm doing during the day, okay? You know, I can always give of myself in every moment and then giving that love is a choice, you know? So right now, for example, um, in a very interesting, you know, job opportunity, I currently, um, which is Honestly, the company is nothing like what I expected where I would wind up ever. Okay. But that is besides the point because, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. In like about half an hour, I'm going to like go there and like do whatever and learn and try new things. And those things may have, you know, it that, oh, that's like, oh, that's like so much. Okay. Just received like a vision download and I was like, oh, well. Um, don't know if that goes in here, maybe the next one, but, um, yeah, so many new wonderful opportunities within that, you know, position where it's just like, it's literally nothing what I predicted whatsoever. Long story short, I still have the opportunity to use my voice and to give of myself with every single person 
and in every single situation, because that is how I give love. And it doesn't matter, you know, what my career is. I can do that whenever I want. And by the way, at some point, career and your divine masculine gift may merge, okay? Um, Time, again, the theme of timing, sometimes it might, sometimes it not. And it's just honestly, it's neither better or worse. It's just like a different experience. If anything, this has shown me that I can still give of myself, even if my, you know, job description doesn't necessarily match, you know, this specifically, you know, and that might come later. But for me, what it's showing me now is um, there are no excuses. Like if you can do this now, um, you can do this with whatever it is that you do, you know? So that's just something to think about is for me personally, one of the biggest lessons I've learned over the, you know, last several years is that you can give of yourself no matter where or when you are and no matter and but and that is also in turn what allows you to receive love, you know, because I was blocking myself from love, which was making me just so, just so deeply sad, you know? And again, I mean, sure, there was, you know, the seemingly crushing anxiety of like, you know, parents and stuff like that. And that's just, it's all so normal, you know, no matter where you are, what you're doing in life, you know, you want to like, have your parents be proud of you. You know, that's like not something that's like meant to be, you know, brushed under the rug. You know, let's normalize this. It's like a very, very normal thing that we want the people around us to be, you know, proud of us and to love us, etc. But also, I just knew I was like, there is no form of love, you know, that's going to come from my peers that's going to fill this like gaping hole that seems to be in my heart. You know, I have to fill that myself. And that's ultimately what it is, is like I said, divine masculine and feminine, they go together. So when you give more, you just receive more. And it's like, you're always just full of love and it's like the best thing ever. So what's like a tangible example of that? Okay, for example, the... Last podcast episode I did a couple of weeks ago, you know, I was giving, 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 talking, 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 you know, using my voice, etc. And I noticed, especially over the past two weeks, the more that I just like use my voice in a way of service, the more love I was receiving and the and just the change also in the downloads that I was receiving. That was also quite amazing. You know, it was something very, very unexpected. But every single time I open up my voice more, I receive more, not not like, um, it's just like, okay, yeah. Every time I use my voice more and I get more comfortable with giving in this way, I receive, my my heart is just more open. You know, it has nothing to do with like, you know, creation somehow deciding that you are more or less worthy of any form of love. No, that's not it. It's just that you open up your heart more so you can receive more or different information. And I can't wait to share that with you as well. But that's just like, 
that it's all part of the fascinating mystery of this world. But what this boils down to is honestly what feels most natural for you. Because I can only speak for me, you know, it's, um, yeah, I can only speak for myself. You know, I don't necessarily know what's going on, you know, in everybody's spirit. But all I can say is it's time that we really listen to our spirits more, okay? So during that weird, you know, time when I was just like, I don't really know what I'm doing and I don't feel great about myself and like all of this stuff, um, I could have done a better job of listening because I knew what was going on. I was just like, not about listening at the time, which ultimately just hurt me. But like I said, this is just a pattern I noticed in myself. You know, this um, dual divine dynamic between the masculine and the feminine, that was something that I noticed was just extremely important and key to understand in my life. You know, I'm still like playing around with it. You know, it's a lot of fun to discover new things about it and like, you know, what will, and then also just to imagine, you know, what else can possibly come from this. But it's also um, the more you honor about yourself and the more, again, comfortable you get with yourself and your gift, you open your heart up to yourself more to receive more, you know, also about yourself. So, um, and how you're meant to like give and receive love in this world. So for instance, you know, the, understanding the importance of the divine masculine and feminine in my life, that was just like the first step, okay? That was like the day after I recorded episode 12. And I was like, oh, hold on. I, like I said, tried to record episode 13. Didn't really work out. And I was like, you know what? Just like, let it sit. I don't think I'm meant to be recording episode 13 today. And then like two weeks later, I was like, oh, this is like amazing. You know, look at everything that's happened. I'm like looking at my journal you know, over the past couple of weeks. And it's truly amazing. You know, it's not. And what it again, what's interesting is it's not like I received a bunch of new crazy information that I had no idea about. It's just that I finally decided to honor it. So just more of it came through. You know, I had I realized, you know, when I was like journaling, especially, you know, the past several days I was like, wait a minute, I've journaled about this before, you know? So, um, yeah, I guess I'll dip into that now. So I realized over the past couple of weeks and everything really came together in the most beautiful way. Whenever I did a reading for myself, I, I don't, and I'm talking about using the archetype cards. I only ever pulled one card, okay? So, and that I realized was the divine feminine because at the time when I first started with this deck, I was doing a lot of learning how I can just receive more love and do that on my own, right? So it ties together perfectly. Like I said, for years, I was just like, Super sad, depressed, anxious, couldn't figure out for the life of me. Well, could, but I was just not willing to listen. Um, but in the in simple, simplest way of putting it, um, I felt like I couldn't figure out for the life of me how to like fill myself up instead of relying on everybody else, which I again, very, very important 
And again, the divine feminine, very, very important aspect too. I feel like I've been talking about the divine masculine a lot. Um, divine feminine equally as important. Learning how to fill yourself up and like open up and channel love. Ooh, yes, channel love to yourself equally as important because then you you give that too. You give so you can receive and you receive so that you can give, okay? Hopefully I said that, you know, correctly, but you know what I mean. But um, equally as important. And at the time, you know, it, oh yeah, that makes total sense, okay? At the time, I was having so much trouble because I couldn't give anything because I had nothing to give because I wasn't, you know, opening up and filling myself up, okay? So there were like many, many issues, honestly. Um, but that would be about number one, is that I felt so off balance because for me, giving is very, very important, but I literally had nothing to give. Or, I, or well, we all have infinite amount of love to give, but we have to connect to love in order to do that. There is infinite love in this world to give, okay? but you have to connect to that infinite love power source so you can do that. And I was just so disconnected, you know, I was just like not paying attention whatsoever. Anyway, so around that time is when I, you know, had or I came across the archetype deck. So a lot of the readings I was doing, and I realized this literally several days ago, had to do with the divine feminine. You know, how can I see the love? How can I receive the wisdom of love? How can I receive love? in every single situation, that's really what I was asking. And I don't know what, you know, compelled me to do this, but occasionally I would check the bottom of the deck because when there were cards, usually I know what card is going to come through before I even see it. The cards really just help me put a story or match a story to whatever I'm feeling. But then there was like a couple of weeks where I was like, hmm, this card is different than what I thought it would be. That's really weird. But when I would look under the deck, it was the exact card I thought it would be. And I was like, hmm, maybe this is just like, again, your practice will change all the time. But I was like, this is a sign to just pay attention to the bottom of the deck. Okay. So I would just like write down. I mean, I wouldn't really pay attention to the bottom of the deck, but I would just write it down just out of curiosity and that's when I realized the card at the top of the deck is Divine Feminine, which, you know, is always changing and may or may not be what you think it is. The Divine Masculine, you know, how you can give of yourself and like what aspect of yourself you're accessing to give. I was always spot on about that one. Okay. Fast forward many, many weeks later, um, I also noticed. So I was like, huh. So now we're reading two cards and they come in like a sacred pair, you know, pair, not pair like um, the fruit. I don't know why I felt the need to say that um, they come in a sacred pair. And but then also I noticed that some, I would continue doing readings. You know, they were wonderful. They were amazing. And then I was like, huh. You know, the second card underneath the top card also makes some sense. And then I'd look, you know, at the bottom of the deck for like the second pair. And that would also make some sense. Um, and that's what really opened my world to like, in terms of what we can really pay attention to. Um, 
she might be something I have to talk about next time. But basically, you know, the grand takeaway, because I'm just like, I went on that whole thing. And that's my bad. There might just not be enough time to talk about literally all of that. Um, but the main thing you need to know is that through really just paying attention to, you know, what means something to you, that's also a really important point, right? Because um, if you've ever done anything with cards, because there's all kinds of cards, there's like Oracle cards, tarot, tarot cards, whatever, um, you really need to pay attention to what means something to you, okay? Because I did like, oh, I remember a while ago when I used to, you know, have a relationship with tarot cards specifically, and these are not tarot cards. Um, I looked up, oh, what does the card at the bottom of the deck mean? And it was like, oh, that's like the shadow card, something unconscious you have to pay attention to, whatever, okay? That's not what that means to me now, you know? And really paying attention to what does mean something to you and then what doesn't. You know, you take what does and then you leave what doesn't, you know, and that's what will bring you closer to how you can truly give of yourself and receive. But, you know, again, in terms of being your own healer and really showing up for yourself as your own healer, that's one thing, you know, understanding how you can give and receive within, you know, that context is really important. But also, if you're anything like me, life just doesn't feel right if you're not giving of yourself, you know? And that's why I said, if you're anything like me, because for some people, um, it literally doesn't matter, okay? Like I said, I don't see into the souls of literally the 7 billion people on this world, in this world. Um... But something tells me if you're listening to this, it's probably important to you in some way. And all I'm saying is, you know, I feel like I say that a lot, but um, really what I'm saying is that something, if it feels, you know, natural to you, really pay attention to that and don't let it slip away from you. Because what I, I just like, What I don't like seeing is people thinking that they can't give of themselves because they're not in the right, like, third dimensional space. You know, they're not in the right job. They're not in the right um, relationship. And it's just like, you can do that wherever, whenever. That is literally the freedom that you have is to do that no matter where or when you are. And the most amazing things come from realizing that you know, you can do that wherever, whenever, and you just open yourself up to love in just ways that you could not even imagine. Um, and so that's what we're going to get into the next time I record, because amongst this, you know, exploration of the divine masculine and feminine, I found out a lot more about myself and how I read the cards. And oh, that's what I was saying. Yeah. So I was going to say, um, maybe I'll talk a little bit more about this next time. But I received downloads about this this new way of kind of interacting with the cards years ago. You know, years ago, like I said, when I was like, you know, not too happy and just didn't kind of didn't know what was going on or wasn't willing to acknowledge what was going on. And so, you know, I flipped back through my journal 
And I was like, wow, I received this years ago, but I just like didn't honor it at all. And I kind of let it slip away. And now I'm so happy that it's back. You know, that was like my, one of my initial reactions. I was like, oh, wow, this again, like it came back, you know? So, um, yeah. Okay. So very briefly, so you kind of know what I'm talking about. It's not just like some crazy mystery. Um, I got a download many, many years ago about feeling auras. Okay. Stay with me. So as you probably know, people see them all the time. And for a while, like, especially when I was younger, I did not want to admit that I could also see them. Okay. But, and this is also on my website, if you want like a full story about this, but I quickly came to realize that, you know, seeing them is great, but also I get more information, you know, when it comes to when I allow myself to hear them, know them and feel them. Okay. So it's like a combination of all of them. And at the time I understand, you know, when I was younger, I was like, that sounds insane. You can only see them. But then I like, so I just dropped it. You know, I wrote it down. I was like, I think I can like blah, blah, blah with auras. And then I was like, okay, well that sounds ridiculous. So bye-bye. And then after that episode, episode 12, it just like came back to me. I was like, oh, right. This is all coming together. So I have so much to share with you in terms of, you know, the archetypes and auras and healing the aura and the different kinds of auras, because that also ties really well into the divine masculine feminine discussion too. Okay. Because my, the way that I understand the world, there's like three auras that you need to pay attention to, which are all you know, within you, there's yours, which I'd been, you know, kind of engaging with for years. My own, not yours. I don't necessarily know you like that. Um, but yeah, there's your personal one. There's ones that you share with other people. And then there's the collective one. All right. So, you know, and okay, perfect example. And then, yeah, I'll be done. But it came, so the... um I mean, the download about interacting with auras and how you can interact with them, um, not just through sight, came through at that time, but the different auras and how they all connect together didn't come through until now because I didn't understand the importance of service in my life, okay? So what do I mean by that? I received the download about the personal aura many, many years ago because I was only concerned about myself, okay? Whether you want to like in in like a selfish and not so selfish way, just in that, you know what? Yes, um, self-centered in that I need and that I was really only thinking about myself. But also, as I said earlier, I, I was in a space where I really needed to be thinking about myself because, again, nothing to give if the love tank is empty. Right. And it was only um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago that I received the downloads about the other two auras that are important to pay attention to and how the archetypes, you know, fit into that, um, et cetera, et cetera. And I noticed, wow, they came through during the time that I've really been noticing, you know, downloads within myself that pertain to service and giving, okay? Nothing is a coincidence. So as soon as I opened up myself more to really 
exploring, you know, the divine masculine and feminine and, you know, how they interact with one another and how they are just so, so important. Of course, the downloads about, you know, the other auras came through. All right. So that's like another thing. When you, again, open up to yourself more, you receive more about yourself. So perfect example of how I shut that download down. Didn't really hear from it, you know, for years And it just came back now because I'm finally willing to accept that about myself, which is also a wonderful, beautiful, amazing thing, you know, accepting these parts of yourself because then you just receive more information. You know, if I had just said, you know, a while ago, you know, doing my card readings for myself, like, and I just didn't pay attention to the, you know, the card at the bottom of the deck. I would have just been paying attention to the divine feminine aspect, which is fine, but that didn't feel, that felt like there was like something missing, you know? So really paying attention to, you know, how it is that you feel, see, hear, whatever, you know, and like where you might be called to elevate your healing practice or your relationship to, you know, love, creation, God, source, spirit. Paying attention to that at all times is very important and it will help you give and receive more. So that was a lot of information. I'm like, I even brought out, I never do this. I brought out my journal to be like, huh, I wonder which part of this I can talk about today because there is literally just so much. And hopefully it literally did not confuse you whatsoever. I promise I'll continue this conversation because to me it is so fascinating. But until next time, pay attention to how you can give, pay attention to how you receive um, and see if that feels natural to you. And if it doesn't, it might be that the language is a little bit different. I've been saying masculine, feminine, giving, receiving. Again, some people like, you know, outward and inward energy for masculine and feminine. It's literally, if we're talking about love, it's all the same thing. You know, which also makes this amazing because it doesn't, it's not like you have to follow my language or, you know, my train, not train of thought, but like, you know, my downloads in order to really understand what I'm talking about. Chances are, you know, I mean, it, and that's what's also beautiful. I can only really talk about my relationship with creation, you know, ever, because that's all I, that's, you know, that's all I know. But what I have found is that when people talk about their relationships with creation, I learn more about my own and how those pieces either fit or don't fit in my own relationship. And that also just inspires me to learn more, if anything. So, like, if you just disagreed with literally everything I said, that's great. I just hope it inspires you to do some more digging. All right. So we're going to close and just I feel like I hype myself up so much. So I'm going to take a couple of deep breaths. Thank you to all of the guides, souls, and spirits that supported us in our exploration today. We feel your love with deep gratitude and reverence. May you always show us how we can heal and serve from a place of love. May we be receptive to this wisdom. I love you with all of my heart. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really enjoyed this and I look forward to talking to you soon. 